sunshine how are you today i'm really really great thank you how are you also really 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 great so it is 8 41 a.m ast um so you know where i used to reside in the est it's 7 41 a.m and we are going to hammer out a very quick um but meaningful monday morning podcast absolutely we're going to crush this Right. But before we do, like we should probably talk about, you know, what's been happening in the last week or so. So I wanted to give everybody a quick update on the dating scene. Um, so first and foremost, you know, if you listen to podcast uh, or season two, episode two, um, I did talk about Coke can dick guy. He was the guy who sent who he didn't send a picture of his penis, but he always like kind of opened with, you know, conversations about how large his penis was and compared it to the girth of a Coke can. So wanted to let you guys all know that, um, you know, it didn't work out between the two of us. Uh, <laughs> he actually listened to the podcast and then he called me out afterwards. Uh, but I, I want to say and correct me if I'm wrong, Cal, but I, I I'm very intentional in making sure that. Um, I don't ever say anything about anybody specifically that would either a identify them um, or b really you know put them down. I'm I'm very 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 careful with the things that I say about my ex, uh, and also you know the things that I say about anybody. And so if you're offended by it, um, I truly do apologize. Um, but hopefully it's a learning opportunity for everybody that you can be the greatest guy. And I think I mentioned that he was a super great guy, uh, mm -hmm. you know, very charismatic and, you know, seemed very smart, had a great job, but then he led with the size of his dick. So I'm not saying that you're a bad person. I think you're incredible. Oh. Also very handsome. I didn't mention that part, but very handsome. It's oh. just that, like, I thought maybe I would share with our best friends um about the size of his penis because I'd never heard of anything like that before mm -hmm. that's fair <laughs> was that I mean, a Monday morning mm -hmm. well you're sharing from your experience and and I think it's you know um you know credit to you I mean you did get a follow-up and got feedback I mean it might not always be like the most positive but I mean the the individual we choose if we want to listen to the podcast or not and and I mean in my opinion like you were featured so this That's should right. be like a positive right you obviously left some kind of lasting impression yeah well and I think okay so obviously okay not obviously but you know we we hadn't met we there was no plan to meet um you just we were just having casual conversation and so you tune into the podcast and it's about you like how cool is that that's right that's but right that's all, listen at the end of the day it's all about perspective right we could take offense to what somebody is saying um but if we can take a step back and say like okay well I, okay i can see it from their perception i can see it why they might have perceived me leading with that is maybe that's not how they roll and you know it's not to be insulting it's just you're speaking on your experience that this isn't really you know what 
you're looking for or the type of conversation, but that doesn't mean that they're a bad person. I mean, by all means, if you have like a a dick with the girth (laughs) of like a Coke can, then maybe somebody else was listening and that really interests them. And if that's the case, maybe they could reach out to us and you could connect the two. I mean, you don't, you never know. I would be happy to play matchmaker. That's right. right. Let's be matchmakers. Okay. And then, so other, in other news. Um, so (sighs) the online dating scene is a bit of, it's a bit of a shit show. And so, um, I wanted to just share with everybody that although, you know, technically I'm still on the online dating scene, I find that, that like over the last two or three or however many weeks I've been on it, um, there's very few people that you can have, like that you actually have like a genuine, you know, great connection, great conversation. You end up having the exact same boring, stupid conversation over and over and over again. And so Mm -hmm. I find myself really like, just not, not loving the online mm-hmm. dating scene. So, um, that's, that's my update. I am going to go on a second date with, um, with the guy that I went on the first date with a couple of weeks ago, um, mm-hmm. this up and coming weekend, I'm really looking forward to it. Great conversation, you know, and just, you know, seems like a great guy. So I'll, I'll have to update you guys next week on how date number two goes, but I'm sure it'll be great. Oh my goodness. Okay. Like we, we have to share with everyone. There was just a series of moments that were just unraveling. I mean, and I never expect any less for us. Right. 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 Um, right. So it, it kicked off on Friday. Um, you know, okay. Uh, what are you doing Mel? Let's go out to the camper to see, you know, Natalie and her friends out at the camper so that, you know, I can introduce you to everybody. So, I mean, there's probably about five or six people there, like couples. Um, everybody was super excited to meet you. They, they heard about the Kelly and Melly show. I mean, they're, we're really close. And so we kick off and we stop at the liquor store. <laughs> stop at the liquor store to grab some um seltzers because you know we have said that we found that having seltzers like having a few drinks this this is a feel good type of drink right so proceed to the checkout and of course i don't know why but i feel it necessary to let everybody know <laughs> that you've just arrived from ontario Like, okay, so this is my best friend and like, she's just come from Ontario. So she's actually been here now two weeks, well, 14 days. Um, and you know, super excited that she's here. So I just, I, I find myself having this, this conversation with just random strangers because I feel like everybody in the whole entire world needs to know that you're here. (laughs) Okay. But before you even talk about the liquor store guy, can we talk about the first guy? Like back in the day on the first day that I arrived, me and Kelly went to the gas station um, to get gas and wine. And so <laughs> the guy behind the counter, she's like, Oh my God, this is my best friend. And she just got here and she just relocated from, from Ontario. And he's like, okay, 5473. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I fuck with that guy because he didn't even pretend to give a shit. And he's like, okay, good okay. story. <laughs> 5473, please, and get the fuck out. <laughs> happy, happy for you guys. Happy yeah. for you. So we go to the liquor store. We go uh, to the checkout. I share, you know, that that Melly's from Ontario. She's just arrived. Um, and he shares that he's from Ontario. So originally. So he's originally from Stratford, Ontario. Which we later defined as 
was it Bieberville? Bieberville? Bieberville, Justin Bieber Town? Something yeah. like that. So uh, Justin Bieber is from um, Stratford, Ontario. And, you know, come to find out the uh, checkout guy at Shidiac liquor stores brother <laughs> dated Justin Bieber's mom. Right? Are you kidding I mean, me? Are you kidding me? I, and so I think it's probably really important to, to acknowledge at this point, I don't even know if you know this fact about me, Kelly, but if it were socially acceptable for me to be Justin Bieber, age 27's number one fan, I probably would be like, I love Justin Bieber. I've loved him from like one time all the way to like whatever he's singing now. I just love the Biebs. Yeah, I'm a fan too, actually. I'm actually a fan. So. Like if somebody said, hey, Justin Bieber is going to be, you know, performing in Moncton, would you, would you buy front, front stage, front row? Yeah. Front row tickets. Yes. Yeah, me too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I would. I would be so right there. I'd be like, Whoa. All right. So we're both Bieber lovers. That's amazing. Okay. So, so we wrapped up with, with, you know, Bieber's brother-in-law. No, Bieber's yeah. father. No. What would that be? His uncle? Oh, uncle? okay. Brother is dating Bieber's mom. Yeah. So oh, step yeah. uncle. Yeah. 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 Step uncle. So we wrap up with that. We head over to the camp and we are okay. So I, I had sort of suggested that everybody was really, really excited to meet you. Like I knew, okay. So eventually over time, like you're going to meet everybody, but we had absolutely no idea that as we rounded the corner to go to Natalie's camper, that there would be a complete deck full of people all sitting around the fire table waiting for you to arrive. Right. Dude. So we come around the corner and we're like, Oh my goodness. Like, like wow. Hello. Hi. Like all these people like, we're here for you. We're here to meet you. Like, this is so yeah. exciting. And yeah. Peter, okay. So first of all, I'm going to give you a quick review of the camper crew. Um, yeah. all of them. I mean, I think I spoke with everybody at least for, for a couple of minutes. Um, yeah. but all of them were just awesome, awesome, awesome people. Um, I felt like I made a special connection with uh, Kelly's one friend, Kelly, um, yeah. <laughs> for obvious reasons, uh, but she was just so funny. And uh, she, she said to me, oh, well, you know, we typically don't allow, you know, new people to come into our group. And so when Kelly came on the scene, we we're kind of like, mm, not sure we acknowledge or allow new people to, to kind of join, but then we met her and we loved her so much. Well, then Kelly told us about Melly and we're like, oh my gosh, do you think she'll like us? <laughs> and so the answer is 100%. I absolutely loved every single person at that place. Uh, had a great time. Absolutely. Lots and lots and I lots mean, of jokes. I mean, to the point where when we were talking to Kelly, she had pointed out as we're having a discussion, you and I, and, and she was standing there. She's like, you guys actually sound the same. Like your influx in your voice, it's like you're selling appetizers. <laughs> she said, yeah, it sounds like you're always, yeah, trying to sell something. And I think we are, like we're idea sellers. Like we push ideas. Like if we're ideas all about were crack, it. <laughs> we would So be at some point, I think that, you know, there was, there was maybe you had alluded to, like, I really like this Kelly and there's a chance that this Kelly could replace Kelly yeah. <laughs> on the Kelly and Melly show. And you would just have to let all of our best friends listening know, I know Kelly sounds different, <laughs> yeah, but she's still Kelly, but she's still Kelly. So, um, 
needless to say, I'm not going anywhere, but that group is totally awesome. Oh yeah. Every single one of them. Yep. So, Can't wait so to great. see them again. And I think we're going to in like a week and a half or something, two weeks or something. Yeah. Yep. Yep. For a wedding or, or reception or something. So super yes. exciting. Super duper yes. exciting. Okay. And then, so that. Oh, so, okay. Wait, okay. <laughs> here, here is the punchline. Oh, so we go Friday night. We, we hang out at this camper. We're having drinks, having a really great time. So I get home and you, you go home. Like Olivia picks you up, you go home. So I get home and I, I go downstairs with Marty and, you know, have a glass of wine and I'm there and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you should you should go in my office so we can fool around. <laughs> and he's like, really? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, let's be like teenagers again and like go in the office and fool around. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and realize like, oh, he got up and left. Like he's, he's actually not sitting here anymore. So like, oh my God, he went in the office. So I go to the office, it's dark. I close the door and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I turn the light on. There's no one there. <laughs> I can just picture you totally overdoing it too, like opening the door, like doing a little okay. hip twirl, maybe a hair flip. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, I'm 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 alone. <laughs> I'm alone. Like I, I turned the light on, like it was dark. I turned the light on, the door was closed, and I was like, okay. And like, oh my God, there's no one in here. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. So I, I go out and I look and I'm like, oh no, like he went in the bathroom. <laughs> so he comes out and he's like, what are you doing? Cause I'm just standing there laughing. Like if you could have been a fly on the wall and seen my face. <laughs> I, I, I didn't need to be there because I already know what your face looks like. I know exactly what you did. <laughs> And I think that's why it makes it so funny. <laughs> oh, it was epic. It was just epic. So needless to say, like, you know, the moment passed, like we didn't mm -hmm. go in the office. So <laughs> I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you mentioned that. Cause that was going to be my follow-up. Like, did you guys ever make it back into the office? Did you clear off the desk? And, but no, 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 no. It was, I mean, this is, this is the thing about us. I mean, it's constant laughter, right? Like we're always laughing and it reminded us of this time, you know, we had got this back massage roller thing and like you would you know like roll it on the person's back or whatever to help like massage the muscles so the one night you know I'm rolling this thing on his back and I'm like does that feel good honey and he's like actually no <laughs> actually it doesn't feel good at all <laughs> oh oh shit okay okay sorry <laughs> need to hurt you so it's just those, those ongoing moments. And I mean, I, that's what keeps us, keeps us going. So, well, and that's why I admire your relationship so much, because obviously you guys tackle the difficult stuff together too, as a team, but like you guys just like, it's just so lighthearted and everything is really, really, really funny. And it's not yeah. one-sided either. It's not like, oh, well, Kelly's hilarious. And so therefore the relationship is hilarious. No, no. Marty is hilarious too. He says some funny shit. Like he says some really funny shit and he does it in a way that's just so like, unexpected yeah yeah so yeah. okay so one more thing that I wanted to share with our best friends before we jump into this week's hot topic um yeah. so Saturday yeah. Kelly myself Olivia we went shopping it was great we had so much fun um I, I really did you know like we I, I haven't I was saying to Kelly when we were out I'm like I don't remember the last time 
that she and I went shopping together and just kind of like, you know, spent the day just kicking around. Um, mm-hmm. So we had a great time. We went and grabbed some dinner. And then after dinner, um, so like, I think a week, a week before Kelly had called me and she was waiting for Samaya to get her hair done. And she's like, oh, I'm just having a French cafe. And I was like, oh, like, tell me more about this French cafe. She's like, well, it's a French, French vanilla cappuccino. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I thought since we're like, you know, in a French speaking area, like maybe there was a specialty, you know, French cafe that perhaps I needed to try. No, it was a French vanilla. So yeah. <laughs> as we're finishing up dinner, she's like, you know, let's go to Tim Hortons and get a French cafe. I'm like, oh, I'm in all in because I, I hadn't had one in years and I really wanted one. So we pull up to the drive-thru, Kelly's driving, and uh, <laughs> Kelly, who speaks probably less than 0% French, um, <laughs> decides that she is going to engage in a conversation, order our oui. entire order en oui. français. Oui. <laughs> du français vanille cappuccino et un glace café. <laughs> The lady's like, um, pardon me, moi. <laughs> and Kelly just repeats herself over and over and over again. So we pull up, and obviously, this woman who honestly she had she dealt with it very, very professionally. She obviously knew that Kelly was either really special, um, or she was just fucking with her. And so Kelly continued on the conversation. <laughs> it stayed in French. And so the woman was asking her a lot of like questions in French very quickly. And Kelly's response to everything was. We, 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 we. At one point, funny. it was like at one point it was seven dollars, I think, for the order, and I had given her a ten. And you said, "Oh, like did that cost ten dollars?" And I said, "No, it was seven You're Well, I'm pretty sure she asked you if she could keep the rest as a tip, and you just said yes, yes. <laughs> because yes. she's not giving you change. No. <laughs> so, anyways, we had a blast. That's the thing. I love the most about you well there's a lot of things I love about you I think that you're like you know my my ride or die uh can you have a ride or die in your 40s yeah sure okay okay so you're like my ride or die you're like my sidekick my rock but then also comedic relief like there's never a time <laughs> where anything is too serious including ordering the uh the French vanillas from from Tim Hortons so right um if you're Listen. in Listen, life is what you make it. Like you, I just truly believe like you just need to have fun, right? Everything is an experience. And so continuing on with our whole like, like recommendations for the area, like if you find yourself in the neighborhood of a Tim Hortons, (laughs) you know, virtually anywhere in Canada and a few places in the US, like can't recommend a, what's it called again? Francais Vanille a cappuccino. <laughs> there you go. I cannot recommend a Francais vanille cappuccino enough. They're great. Fantastic. Of course, we'll last sip. Of course I, I tell Samaya that, you know, I, I did this and she just, oh my God, you know, like she's French. So yeah. I think she's just given up. I don't even know. Maybe it's vanille Francais. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's not even that at all for a French vanilla cappuccino, but she just, she just gets a real kick out of me, you know, my attempts. So, well, and the poor girl, she's been hanging with, with this, this sweet girl recently. And so every time we're in the car together, you know, Samaya and her best friend are in the back seat, and yes. they both, they're, they're both fully fluent in French. And so Kelly and I start like <laughs> pronouncing words en français, but yep. like, we can't, we can't roll the R. So we just both end up driving around going, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> 
so we had a great week this was week i think i'm officially i'm here three weeks today right oh yeah like i mean you're now you're just a local <laughs> <laughs> so what i'm hearing you say is we're not going to continue celebrating every week anymore no i think we should i think we should i mean like i think for the first i don't know like, like three to five years yeah yeah, I think yeah. that's reasonable. For the first three to five years, we're going to celebrate every week. So we're going to be like, you know, those parents who count their kids' ages in months? Like, yeah. Oh, how old's your baby? Oh, he, he's 36 months. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so he's three years old. Uh, so let's just, let's count in weeks until we get to the point where we're over a year and then we'll count in months. Fair? Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm into it. Okay. So this week's topic, like last week, uh, we talked about toxic relationships and we got a really great response from that. Don't mm -hmm. you think? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I felt, I felt like collectively we had become relationship experts, and which I think is interesting considering I just got out of a really toxic and failed relationship. But anyways, <laughs> this week we wanted to dive into um, the toxic relationships that we tend to have with ourselves. Yeah. Did you see absolutely. how my tone changed there? I got really serious. Yeah. Yeah. It went. It went from like oh ha 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 to with ourselves with ourselves yeah <laughs> but seriously it's, i think that it's it's an important topic to to chat about i think that probably everybody at some point in time uh probably more frequently than we would even guess struggles with that negative or toxic relationship with themselves absolutely i absolutely i mean if if you don't have those moments or you think that you don't, um, the chances are you're lying to yourself, right? Um, the reality is, I think that, you know, when it comes to life and, and learning about ourselves, especially, you know, the teenage years and growing and developing, and you don't really know who you are and what you like, and there's so many questions, um, you know, and then as you continue to grow and evolve, you're, you're still sort of you know, we're just people trying to find our way. And, and often we find ourselves with this sort of negative voice or, or narrative in our minds of, you know, like, okay, well, you could have done that better. Or like, you're so stupid, or I hate myself. You know, it's this, it, we go through this, these moments um, when it's just us with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And you know, that self-awareness and reflecting and that voice, that voice can be so dangerous. It can right? be so, so, so dangerous. And, you know, I, I think that probably I've struggled a little bit uh, recently with sort of a toxic relationship with myself. And one of the things that I'm constantly reflecting on is, you know, some of the choices that I've made, um, you know, in my life that kind of got me to the point where I am today. And it's, it's interesting because until you start to really focus on, you know, that voice that we've, we've all heard, um, it, you don't really realize, you know, you don't realize that you're also contributing to your own toxic relationship with yourself and that you in fact control the narrative. Now mm -hmm. I haven't quite got to the point, so I'm not an expert in this, but I'm, I'm kind of going through the motions of this. And I think that it's, it's important to share. Um, but I think that we can control the narrative and we can change the voice. We can change the things that are being said to us by ourselves. Um, Absolutely. but consistency I think is key. And, and that's where I struggle a little bit. I can say to myself, you know what, you know, everything's great. You know, you're doing a great job. you got this. Uh, but then one day, one day that changes. And then it's, it's really difficult to, to sort it out. Absolutely. It can, it can really be that quickly. It can be one day that, you know, you find you're, you know, you're derailing 
and uh, sort of going down this black hole. And I, I think it's it just important to acknowledge and recognize that, you know, and, and that's why I continue to say to people in general, when I'm having conversations, like, go easy on yourself, man. Like we're only people. We don't always have all the answers. We don't know everything. Um, you know, we're all just on this journey and learning and, you know, life is happening around us. So you, so you have, it's, it's a double-edged sword because you have controllables, right? You can, you can make efforts to control that voice in your head. You can, you know, there's different habits and practices that you can embrace. So, you know, I recently had a conversation with a friend of mine and I said, you know, it's, it sounds silly. And I know I've heard from people that have gone to, you know, counseling or, or really focusing on self-love, talking to yourself, just positive talk, right? So every time you feel that that voice is saying, you know, I you hate yourself. No, actually, I love myself. And just trying to counteract that narrative because it, it can be so quick and you can just get derailed so easily that we have to come up with ways to to counteract that, right? And life is happening around us. There's all of these uncontrollables, all these things happening around us that we have no control over, right? So we, we're looking at that. We're like, okay, I, I have no sense of control. You know, what do you have control over? And the only real thing in life that you have control over is yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't it crazy? And I know you and I touched on this when we were chatting the other day, but isn't it crazy to think that, you know, we go to school from, you know, the age of like four till, you know, in some cases, you know, 30, depending on, you know, where your education path takes you, but never once are we taught in any class at any time, how to care for the inner voice. Like everybody has it. So it's not like, you know, it's, but you do feel, I think as an individual, because you've never really learned about it. And once Mm -hmm. you start to learn about that inner voice, that inner dialogue that's happening, um, I don't know. I I think to myself, man, like if somebody would have started talking to me about this, you know, when I was a child or when I Mm -hmm. was a teen and kind of taught me how to care for myself, fuck, I'd be in a much better spot because I'd have all these tools available already. Um, Absolutely. Never once did did somebody sit me down in a classroom with all of my peers and normalize, you know, the self-talk that's happening uh, Mm -hmm. and and give me the tools I need to be successful. And, And I think that that's a huge problem. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. And, you know, I listened in on a live last night with this uh, community. Um, Really just it's about, you know, choosing happy and choosing, um, you know, what kind of lifestyle and and a healthy lifestyle that you want for yourself. And, and, you know, this is a journey that you and I are going to start together. But I listened in on a live and they made a really good point of, you know, when you're a child, when you when you picture children, they go to the beach, they're so carefree, they're not thinking about anything. They're just, you know, they're just free of, of anything. They run around they play they're at the park you know like they're playing it's like life is free and then it's almost like you hit your teenage years and something happens right like within us and and that's when I think the voice now granted it could be some people experience it at a younger age depending on environment and and the household they're being raised in maybe you know they have internal struggles and things like that that that's fair um but it's usually once you're you know growing up and and you're in your and then that narrative starts in your teenage years where like am i good enough you know i'm i'm nothing without someone by my side i'm i'm not you know worthy i you know i don't like myself like it's all of these 
things start to happen within us, right? And that carries into our adulthood. And we, we find ourselves struggling with, okay, you know, how do I cope? How do I manage? And I absolutely agree with you that I don't think that there's enough focus on that. I mean, it's, it's very, it's in the forefront now, like mental health. Um, and that this is a thing people really struggle with because it was really minimized for so long. Um, but it's really just taking control of the situation. And I, I do believe that, you know, having, healthy conversations with ourselves, you know, really diving into how we're feeling and, and having that self-awareness is just essential to, you know, staying healthy. I honestly, I agree. And it's interesting because a lot of people talk about how, you know, uh, mental health has become a lot more open. People are talking about it a lot more. I'm going to say, uh, that, although I think that's awesome, but the, I think that's really reactive. You know, once people get to a point where they're like, oh, I need help. I need help to manage my mental health. I'm not saying it's too late, but we've already got a problem. Right. And that's where I say, like in the education system, if you really want to focus on mental health, let's focus on proactive mental health. Let's focus on people understanding exactly what's happening because they've already had the conversation, right? You don't have to wait two years to understand that you have crippling anxiety, Um, you don't have to wait two years to, you know, understand that you're dealing with depression. You can understand it because you've taught, you've been taught it. You understand the warning signs. You understand the things that you're looking out for, even as a young person, so that you can start to have those conversations with your parents, with somebody that you trust. And as an adult, maybe we will have developed some better coping skills because I don't know about you, but in, in leadership, uh, management positions, uh, and, and in just everyday life, one of the things that I've noticed a lot about adults, um, as I've dealt with, you know, different levels of counseling and, you know, just being somebody that people trust and go to is coping skills are not, not everybody has them. And so I feel like that's something that, again, we should really focus on is like, how do we help our children to grow up to be fully functioning adults who are able to cope because shit happens all the time and we got to be able to pivot. We got to be able to cope. And so- My, my, I think my point is like maybe mental health services rather than having them there as a reactive, like, Hey, you know, there's, there's a, there's a tragedy. There's, you know, an, an imminent need for this. They should be a proactive service that is offered. And maybe then they won't need them as much on the back end. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely agree with you. And, you know, I think that it's important to realize, I mean, I have this discussion with my mom time and time again, we, we all know, I obviously wasn't an easy child, um, teenage years were even worse. I don't even know how um, she handled that, but she did a, a phenomenal job in just managing because I, I was not, I was, I was a pretty challenging teenager. Um, and I think a lot of it was, you know, you move into as a parent, you, when it comes to your children, so, you know, right now it's not in schools, we don't have, you know, this education happening with coping, but what's really important is that at home, you know, that we're teaching our children that, you know, outside of these walls, life is not as kind, right? People aren't as forgiving. They're not, they're not going to care necessarily about what you're going through, right? That's just the reality. So it's very important that we within this household or within this unit support each other and lean on each other and and learn together how to manage those emotions so that, you know, when these children go out in the world, they're able to, 
you know, be an active participant in society and be able to cope with the stressors that they, that they face. So, you know, we all too often want to protect and like, oh my goodness, I just want to protect them. And I, I want to make sure that, you know, their life is perfect and everything is good. And, and you will hear parents, you know, like, oh, well, you know, my kid wouldn't do that. Oh no, never like my kid, this and my kid that, but you know, are we really doing them any favors by also not being aware ourselves that maybe your kid did do that. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's a conversation to say, instead of, you know, oh no, never like, okay, well it's a possibility. And you know what, even if it wasn't you that did it, let's learn from this experience mm -hmm. and I think let's talk about it. Yeah. And I think another really important part, since we're diving into sort of the parenting part of it is, and every, listen, there, there is no one size fits all approach to parenting. Um, and, and although I think I've, you know, done a reasonable job as a parent, you know, I, I'm sure I fucked up a lot along the way. And I'm sure that the way that I've approached it isn't going to be the same as everybody else and isn't going to work for anybody else. But one mm. of the things that I've been really, really, really passionate about in my parenting journey is telling my kids the truth. And so mm -hmm. if they have a question about something, I want them to be comfortable to come to me. I want mm -hmm. to tell them the truth about it so, because the world is not necessarily going to tell them the truth. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I rather them learn some of the, some of the important stuff at home rather than, you know, on the playground. And so mm -hmm. um, recently, actually in the last week, um, my, my nine-year-old and I were chatting and, you know, she, she asked me, well, what does sex mean, mommy? And I was like, okay, all right, well, I guess here we are. So I explained mm -hmm. to her in an age appropriate way, what, what that meant. And, um, and then we, we talked about, you know, well, what does, you know, what does it mean to be gay and what does it mean to be all these different things from a, from a, an intimate intimacy perspective. Um, mm -hmm. and I saw the wheels turning and, you know, she went back in her room for a little bit and then she came back out and she asked me a whole bunch of more questions, uh, which mm -hmm. I thought was great. And we sat there and we chatted for a little while. And I said, you know, it's really important to me that I tell you the truth, but I want to make sure that you recognize that that's not your information to share at school you know other people's parents need to control that uh mm -hmm. and need to be able to tell them when they feel you know comfortable with that so yeah that yep. was absolutely and and I think the reason you know we we come from sort of the childhood perspective is because you know and and a lot of I'm the very much like you like with Samaya it's it's honesty we have a relationship where we can sit down I'm I'm happy to be a safe space a person to come to and talk about, you know, what's going on in your life? What are you experiencing? What's happening? And I think, you know, what, what I wanted to say for my own self-love and my own journey was it's, it's still a work in progress. It's been years of, of growing and developing. Um, but I remember, you know, being young and, and hating myself and not knowing who I was and, and wanting the answers and wanting to understand. And, you know, my mom was always right there by my side as rebellious as I was. And, you know, she came from a place of like, I love you and I support you. And this is your journey. This is your story. Um, you know, you, I'm going to support your choices. I may not always agree with them, um, you know, I would run away every weekend. Obviously she wasn't like standing at the door, like, okay, time for you to go now. Um, <laughs> but she, but she went through that journey with me and just gave me the time and space to sort of grow and learn and, and get a real life idea through experience of, okay, well, if you want to be out on your own, go for it, but you're going to learn quickly what it's all about. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And I think those experiences, that all of that shaped me to be who I am today. And now I can meet, you know, different obstacles with humor. And it's not that I'm compensating. Some people will compensate, you know, lack of self-confidence with humor. No, I'm, I'm extremely self-confident. I do like myself. I mean, I often would say like, I would hang out with me, but I really probably wouldn't. I did date someone that was like me and I found him super annoying. So chances are I probably, you know, there's a balance, right? Like there can only be one me. (laughs) Well, I think you're probably right. It's so funny. I was having a conversation yesterday about self-awareness and I was like, I think I'm really self-aware. And then I thought to myself, well, am I really like, is it possible that I think that I'm self-aware, but then really I'm that person that everybody's like, oh gosh, it's her. <laughs> Cause I don't know if I can handle hanging out with me either. <laughs> I might really annoy the shit out of myself, but then is that negative self-talk? I, um, or is that just, no, <laughs> I think that's real. Like, I think that, Hey, I think there's things about me that I probably would really like. And then I can, I think that the, the, Part to that is that when you're in a relationship and you have a better half, you can actually understand that. Listen, (laughs) like, I get it. I'm not, I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're just kind of going through the motions together and and you're seeing every side of me. Like I, I said to Marty this morning, like, okay, happy day one, day one of this new chapter, because, you know, you and I have joined this community, um, with just, you know, sort of like life changing and life skills and, and just learning about ourselves. And so I'm, I'm sharing this with him and I said, okay, like happy day one. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, how many happy day ones have you gone through with me? <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of happy day ones, right? So, you know, I'm able to recognize um, in myself that I'm, I'm great. I'm all in, you know, in the beginning, I'm all in. I'm like a dive in, let's do this. We got this. And then, you know, as time goes on, it just kind of the follow through falls off. Right. So, um, you know, that goes back again to self-love. I'll often question, is that because I, I reach a point where like, I'm all in and the idea of it sounds like really, really great. I'm, I'm big on envision the person you want to be and be that person. I know what I want my life to look like. I know what I want to achieve. But then when it comes time to put in the work, I'm all in, in the beginning. And then why is it that it starts to fall off? Why don't I follow through? Is that because I just give up on myself? Well, I don't, I don't know. I-, I wonder if it's a form of like self-punishment too. I, I'm this, I, I am the exact, you know, this. And so do our best friends. They've watched, uh, they've listened to, you know, our journey for the past, I don't know, eight or nine months, but also they've probably watched our Instagram stories. They know we're all in until we're not. And then we're all out. And I wonder myself too, like, sometimes I'm like, you know, why do I do that to myself? Like, why can't I be consistent? I know that I feel my absolute best when I'm taking care of my mind, mm-hmm. when I'm taking care of my body. Um, mm-hmm. And that's both from a nutrition perspective, but also like getting up and exercising, I know that I'm 100% aware of that, but why do I stop myself from doing something that brings me joy right? and puts me on that path to exactly what you were saying, being, living the life that I would like to live. Right. 
And so I think that as we go down this journey, this new journey with this new community, which we're definitely going to share a lot more information about as we kind of get more involved in it, uh, yes. I think it'll be important to focus on focus on obviously, you know, the goals in terms of, you know, health and, you know, wellness from a body perspective, but also to understand that piece. And I'm sure we're not, I know we're not alone because if we were if we were alone, then no, we're just not. I, I don't no, even know no. where I was going to go with that, but like, I know that there are a lot of people who struggle with the exact same thing. And it's yeah. interesting because the people who I admire the most, there's a woman on our Instagram account, uh, Erica, you've heard us mention her as a super fan. Well, she is actually a massive inspiration to me uh, mm -hmm. when it comes to consistency. You know, she yep. always puts her wellness first, you know, every single morning. I know it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. I know when I wake up and, you know, kind of scroll through Instagram stories, the first person I'm going to see is Erica. She's going to be eating the same great nutrition, nutritious food every single day. And then she's going to throw a workout on there. Um, yep. and, and that's something that I look to Erica and I'm like, wow, like I'm, I'm really, really envious of her ability to do that for herself. Yes. And that's, and that's, so true. I absolutely agree. I've loved watching her journey. And that's Natalie for me. I mean, I will say since I've moved here and become friends with Natalie, like she is hardcore, won't stop, can't stop, right? Like every single day she walks a good hour, if not more, every single day. It doesn't matter rain, shine, snow, like there's no barriers, right? There's no excuses. She bundles up if it's a snowstorm and she's out there. She covers up in like a rain jacket and, you know, if it's raining and she's out there, like this is the sign of like commitment. And like you said, consistency. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, we know, we know it. We know building these habits. Um, it's just, you know, again, continuing to follow through. And I think it really does come down to, you know, where we started with self-love and loving ourselves enough to say, yes, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I recognize that it's up to me to create it. It's, it's all within ourselves to make this happen. And, you know, that journey begins now. Absolutely. Right? I'm all in. And so one of the things that I was doing last night, so I created a post um, on Instagram, you know, is self-love the same as self-care? And it was interesting. A lot of people said no. And I agree, you know, self-love, I think is something like an all encompassing, like really figuring out how to love yourself or who you are, not what you look like, not anything else other than just loving yourself and self-care is I, I think more like taking great care of yourself. Um, mm -hmm. And so last night, <laughs> I decided, you know, I've got a regular Sunday night ritual. Um, you know, I throw on a face mask. I, you know, kind of pamper myself a little bit. But one of the things I haven't done in years, and I'm telling you this only because I just, like, just now saw the end result of my self-care last night. Okay, so I haven't painted my own toenails in probably, I don't know, five years, maybe longer. I've always gone and got a pedicure. And uh, this summer, because we didn't, you know, we didn't really do much. I, did, I, I don't think I got a pedicure. So I decided yesterday, you know, what, I'm going to paint my own toenails. <laughs> I just looked down. <laughs> like, oh, and I mean, they're, they're a nice shade of red, but like my pinky toe is like, <laughs> I painted the toe, not the nail. Oh, oh. <laughs> so were you in the dark? Well, no, that's the sad part. I wasn't in the dark. I was actually sitting in a great position where I had a full view of my entire foot, but still I 
I managed to paint my toe and not the nail. So self-care. I mean, yes, yes. Practice makes perfect. I'm going to, I'm going to get myself some nail polish remover and I'm going to, I'm going to sit down fully focused and I'm going to, I'm going to repaint those toes. <laughs> repaint those toes. And, the, and you know, such a great analogy just in life. Like I'm going to sit down, you know, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to redo it. Yeah. There's no reason, you know, there's no one there judging you and saying like, oh my goodness, Mel, like, what were you doing? Like you're, you're, you know, so stupid or useless or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, how could you make that mistake? Nope. no. Nope, uh, this is an easy fix. I'm just yep. going to grab some nail polish remover and I'm just going to redo it. And I'm then I'm going start to start over. Get and you on. know what, when you get into a situation, I think it's important to acknowledge this too. Like sometimes, you know, getting the help of a professional is actually the best, the best way to go about things. And so perhaps maybe I'll even grab some nail polish remover just to help them out. Also save myself the embarrassment of the nail polish on my toe. And then maybe I'll, maybe I'll hit up a salon. <laughs> yeah, actually we were, we were just talking about that the other day that we're, we're thinking of going for um, pedicures. So I'll definitely loop you in on those deets. Yeah, totally yeah. loop me in. I'm in, I'm all in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So wrapping up so we can jump into our yes. day. Yes. On the self, the self-love, the toxic relationship we have with ourselves. You know, I think you said it well, when you said, you know, be, be easy on yourself, you know, take it easy on yourself. Um, remember that that inner voice can be controlled. You can control the narrative. I'm working on it myself. And so whenever I kind of get into those moments of, you know, negative self-talk, I'm trying to, I'm trying to change the, I'm trying to change the discussion. Um, but also recognize a few of the other signs, you know, when you start to isolate yourself and you start to pull yourself back from the things that you really enjoy doing. Um, I think that's, that, that might be a form of, of negative or a toxic relationship with yourself. And that's something that I've been super duper aware of since I got here specifically is listen, if there's an opportunity to do something, I'm, I'm out, I'm doing it. Uh, whereas (laughs) in my former life, I did a lot of isolating and I, I think part of it was, again, based on where I was at in my life. But the other part of it was the, the way that I felt about myself and, and, and maybe, you know, just not putting myself out there. So new me uh, is I'm doing it. So if there's an opportunity to do something, I am, I am doing it. And I encourage each and every one of you guys to, you know, what do I say? Take the trip, make the move, eat the cake eat the, eat the cake, but in moderation, because in moderation. So, so my tip that I want to leave you and everybody with is, you know, you're down on yourself. You're, you're not feeling good. Things aren't going your way. I want you to do an exercise with me right now, Melly. And I want all of our best friends listening to do the same. Okay. Just start laughing. loser I love you (laughs) then you just naturally feel better so I did that at a workshop once it was like introduce yourself and I want you to just start laughing and I did it and whenever I'm sort of faced with like negative um a negative thought or you know uh, a barrier is presented sometimes you will catch me sitting back and just laughing. No, I do that. I, I never knew why you did that, but I see that all the time. Like in, sometimes it's in uncomfortable situations too, where like yeah. somebody has said or done something that is just like really uncomfortable or just not right. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck is this bitch doing? <laughs> like, 
why are you laughing? Well, you know what? Like, it really just feels better. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, on that note. <laughs> yeah. On that note, I hope you all have a fantastic week filled with lots of love and laughter. We will be back next Tuesday. Until then, thank you all for your continued support. And uh, see you next Tuesday. Keep laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> You're so dumb.